Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of X Vlog Live. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And you know something? It's always going to be a great show that at the last 30 minutes that we're counting down to start this, we get breaking news. That's right. This was supposed to be a show about how terrible the Twitch stream was again for Xbox. And this time it was only 90 minutes, thank goodness, and not four hours, but still. Just real, it, it, for me, folks, great games. One particular game uh, of a developer who I know personally, uh, Joe, who is a single developer of Song of Iron 1, got Song of Iron 2 up there for everyone to see. I could not be more proud of someone that I consider to be a very good friend. Uh, we have moved from, I'm meeting him in the industry, having him on to interview, and now I consider Joe a very close friend of mine, and I couldn't be happier for him because according to him and i knew about this days before but of course i didn't have to sign an embargo i wasn't going to say anything this is 10 times better than the original and i mm. absolutely loved the original it looks phenomenal so shout out to joe from song of iron getting his game up for everyone to see and even having a conversation on the socials with microsoft and xbox you know you could not ask for anything better super proud of him and uh, and and like I said, it's everything. It's all rainbows and unicorns for him. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about Tokyo Game Show. There were some monster drops, some big information. Not some of the information that I thought. I really thought that we were going to get a Kojima, you know, on stage kind of a thing. We didn't get it, but Kojima did put something out there which we're going to discuss. But folks, oh my God, it seems like Sony is just continuing to dig the grave for themselves because as the market leader who has built an entire platform that spans three generations on holding content from gamers that are not PlayStation gamers, here we go again with Sony talking about the deal with Activision Blizzard. And quite frankly, it is sickening. I'm tired of Jim Ryan. I'm tired of Sony. This is not an X-Bot having a rant. This is like, come on. I mean, what they do on a regular basis is nothing short of egregious. But listen, I'm not the only one here today. We have Jesse Norris, uh, who is the producer, ladies and gentlemen, for the outstanding friends of mine at the Xbox era. You know them john and nick and obm and the rest of the team folks they have crossed fourteen thousand subscribers in under two years and all you can do is say well it's about time the good guys win because holy cow i couldn't be happier jesse welcome back brother and if you don't know he's the producer he's the guy sitting in the chair making sure that nick doesn't ruin the podcast jesse how the heck are you <laughs> I'm good. It's very tiring making sure Nick doesn't ruin the podcast, but it's a lot of fun. I yeah, it, 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 you know what? Uh, Nick is good for uh, Nick. You know, last week's episode had me tickled pink because he said that a Sobo might be making a racer yeah, prototyping. Like it's in a the prototyping. Yeah, he stages, did say prototype. Yeah. And, it, and it, of course, it spun out of control to they're going to buy a Sobo, which eventually might mm -hmm. actually happen. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I can actually that's one of those things that if, if certain affinity gets picked up by microsoft you're like well they, they kind of work with them anyway so that makes sense a sobo has a 10-year deal uh with uh flight sim it just makes sense right to bring them in the same way that they brought in playground games 
uh, and Turn 10 Studios when they were at some point a third party making racing. Well, they eventually became a part of the family. So I can see that actually happening. Um, but Jesse, thank you so much to be for being here. We, we got to get right into it, folks, because mm-hmm. uh, we have a story that was posted. Uh, let's see. This was posted. It was posted today, but it was maybe an hour and some change ago. And this comes the way of GameIndustry.biz. Uh, and it was posted by editor-in-chief of that website. Uh, his name is James uh, Batchelor. Uh, and of course, it, the title reads Microsoft Activision Acquisition Expected to Face Deeper Investigations in Both the UK and the EU. Now, we kind of knew this already. This is not a surprise. The second look from uh, the, the, the UK, we already knew what the CMA, uh, they gave Microsoft five days to um, deliver something in the form of con- some sort of consent decrees that they would uh, lock some certain things uh, in in contract form, uh, Microsoft didn't even bother responding. And 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 you know, reading a lot of the news about it, even if Microsoft would have responded, they yeah, still would have asked. Anything. Yeah, they still would have asked for the second look because they could not have satisfied what the CMA is looking for. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we had heard Phil Spencer last week or the week before come out and say that they in January had sent a letter. Uh, or you know, to Jim Ryan and PlayStation, guaranteeing that there would be Call of Duty on PlayStation until 2027. Uh, three days later, Jim Ryan comes out, and of course, you know, dancing moves. Jim Ryan does what dancing moves. Jim, Jim Ryan does, and he and he puts out there the weak card, and he called, he says that you know the, the 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 deal is inadequate. It falls below what he wants for his PlayStation gamers. Uh, and that Microsoft is showing uh, no interest in making sure that his gamers are 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 satisfied. But yet, you know, it's it's pretty ridiculous. And uh, you know, I want to go, Jesse. I want to go right to you mm-hmm. because before we get to what set was said today, I haven't had a chance to really sit down and talk to you about your overall feelings regarding what's happening <clears throat> with Sony and this weak card that they're pulling. It's pretty much a sense of like they're doing what they should do business wise. The bad part is the thing that Jim Ryan Arisoni has been repeatedly bad at, which is the public facing stuff. Like this shouldn't be in public. I think they've gone public too because they know they don't really have a case. Because even if they won, it's their business model. So they'd pretty much be hamstringing themselves in the future to a point where. Once someone is a market leader, you're saying they should kind of be invulnerable and they just get whatever they want. Um, they're pretty much just, I don't know why they brought this into the public, probably to try and get public perception going their way, but I don't think it's working. I don't think Jim is very good at public statements, um, especially when it got, his first statement was just pissy. It was a, a snipe at something that was, they can't even force in perpetuity, like legally. I think the limit is about 10 years, which is only a few more years than what Xbox is offering. And then Xbox comes out with a statement today, essentially saying it doesn't make sense for us. And they're always really good about how they word things. It doesn't make financial sense for us to remove Call of Duty from PlayStation. Because I think a lot of us know what their plan is, and it's treated like Minecraft when it comes to Warzone, which is about to get the new version shown today. 
um, Warzone 2. Warzone 2 is going to hit PlayStation. It's going to stay there the entire generation, make tons of money. But this really feels like Jim Ryan and Sony want to demand that they still get their exclusivity stuff, which is ridiculous. It is preposterous to consider, and it's balls of steel, it's arrogant. I mean, Jesse, add any words you want to the conversation. Here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Like I said in the opening, Sony has been in first place for an entire decade spanning back to the PlayStation 3 era when at the last minute they overtook the PlayStation they overtook the Xbox 360 for an entire 7 year span with the PlayStation 4 on here this is how you share games and AAA bangers that were legitimately fantastic titles from top to bottom they curb stomped the shit out of Xbox because they were not they had you know poor leadership at the beginning of the Xbox 1 they stay they 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 fumbled with DRM they had bad statements out there exactly kind of what's happening with Sony right now remember Sony has been stepping on their own D for what seems like the entire generation. This, and this and is, who's this is, who's pushing TV, TV, TV right now? Well, that would be that be Sony. It's been a funny like, it's really turned around in in the last like nine to ten years, where one company is going up, one company is sort of just treading water almost yeah. to a point. But there is also the there's a simple fact that Sony keeps trying to or Sony I'd say the the more passionate Sony fans keep ignoring which is the company's shift into PC, mobile and service games which you know was not they they were the big single part first party single player banger company but those don't keep making you money over time and they take 7 or 8 years so it's really not super sustainable um but yeah, they're and now they're they're pushing transmedia with TV and they're doing a, a Gran Turismo movie, which actually has a really good cast and director. Um, it, it's it's been fun watching just how much everything has sort of flipped on its head in a few years. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, it, like I said, it really does. It's it's two companies going in opposite directions. Uh, Microsoft is trying to make. Uh, uh, they're still, you know, hanging out to their 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 multiplayer games, but they are making those single player story driven bangers. You know, Hellblade, Fable. There's quite a few other ones in there. You know, you, we've heard about uh, that. Yes, yes, absolutely. We also hear about the um, uh, Compulsions game, which is supposed to be like a horror Bioshock fantasy type Project of game. Velvet. I am. I I ended up. Did you ever play We Happy Few? I did. I, I I wanted it to be more like Bioshock, and I thought it was. It was a full-on roguelike um, yeah. run-based thing early on that they shifted, and you can see all the parts of it that were that run-based thing, because they were like five people making it, so obviously doing a big single-player thing at the start wasn't going to happen. But by the end, and if you get the Gold Edition, which goes on sale for like 12 bucks, that's what I reviewed. Um, the base game starts out okay and gets pretty good and good by the end. And then, but each DLC is like progressively good, very good, and then fantastic. And, oh, and nice. seeing yeah, how I, they went on that trajectory up, I'm super excited for their next game. Well, I mean, listen, a, a couple of years ago when Phil Spencer was specifically asked regarding what games uh, are you most excited about that the public hasn't seen yet, uh, he said, you know, I, he said two, and one was Perfect Dark, but the first one he went with was Compulsions Game. He said, I cannot wait for people to see the world that they're building. 
and that's the, and that's coming from the head of uh, that's the head of Microsoft Gaming, and, and at the time head of uh, you know of of Xbox. But you know, obviously, for him to say that, I don't think he's. I, he, you know, some people will be like, "Well, he's Phil Spencer." That's what he says, but not not, not necessarily when you specifically ask. What mm-hmm. do you? What excites you as a gamer that we don't know about that we haven't seen? For him to say that about a small studio like Compulsion, which has been mm-hmm. adding talent like crazy, by the way. Yeah, and it had to be the reason why they, you know, they bought them. Bef- was it right around or before the game it was, came out? It was like, they pretty knew. much right after. I think it's. I think. Yeah. I think what happened is, uh, like we heard with Playground, Playground was making a game that was an open world fantasy game, and 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 again, this is just rumor uh, that Microsoft saw it and said, hey. We want to acquire you. Can you make this into a fable game? And they said, "Yes, we can." Mm-hmm. So uh, that I'm sure that that's it was something very all, all, same thing with uh, Obsidian and Avowed, mm-hmm. uh, right? They, they, that was go, that was being put together. Yeah, that was their dream stream. game they wanted to make, and that that was the pitch that really sold them on acquiring yes. Obsidian, who's phenomenal. And as far as like believing Phil when he talks, I I was very lucky when we had him. We did an interview like. 12 minute interview for the podcast earlier in the year for episode 100 and we got to talk to him before and after and he's just he's legitimately very nice or at least he's great great at pretending to be nice but he seemed genuine and when when we talked to him he's like yeah i'm i got to see state of decay 3 and that's i'm dying to see that and it's like i believe it because i know i know how corporate talk and how business people are but it just it doesn't feel like that i've i've spoken well i've never spoken with the ceo of a a world dominating company, but um, yeah, yeah, he just seems genuine. Well, I I don't know if I'm going to get the I I'm, I'm I'll be coming up on my one thousandth video, uh, come towards the end of the year. Uh, my Damn. goal is to try and get either Sarah Bond or Phil Spencer. I, I have a That'd relationship awesome. with Microsoft. I I don't know if I can get it done. In the calendar year, it might have to be. Hey, we hit a thousand, and I, you know, we're gonna have somebody on. I, I, I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the old college effort. The worst thing they could tell me is no. Yep. But for and the that's 1, what we 000, did. We, we just got lucky. <laughs> we like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Nick, listen, that's Nick's superpower is you just you you push just <laughs> enough to get things without going too far. Yeah, I mean, listen. Like I said, I, I'm gonna put it into play. Uh, I didn't want to put it into play too early. I know I probably mm-hmm. should have put it in six months ago because that's how long these things usually take. But yeah, it took a long time. I, I have a good relationship with Microsoft. I have, I do have contacts. I do get, you know, speak to them on a regular basis, which is I'm very fortunate. And I know they listen mm-hmm. to the show, which is bonkers to me. Again, we're only at eleven thousand. Why would they listen to my show? Apparently they like what they hear and I'm incredibly they like positivity hungry. and people that know what they're talking about and, and care and aren't, you know, not looking for drama and console warring and stuff like they, they like the industry and they want to see the industry grow. They don't want, I yeah, think I that's like one drama. thing that a lot of it's fans, just, a lot of fans don't realize is these companies don't outside of Jim Ryan lately snipe at each other and, and they like, they're all friends like Corey Barlog talking about, um, Bonnie he's excited for this and yeah. someone's excited for like yeah. he's excited for, uh, phil's excited for god of war why wouldn't you be excited for god of war yeah it looks good it looks freaking phenomenal uh real quick uh tom from toonami drops the first super chat of the day tom thank you so much for being here but of course the generosity he says this after dropping a five dollar super chat hypothetically if sony did sync the abk deal do they really want microsoft out there with 66 billion outbidding sony on everything they want to buy it'll be that petty this deal isn't going to be sunk by sony crying as a matter of fact you know what let's rip the bandit off as we close in on 350 people here 
And thanks to Jesse, who is a, a great producing skills a, a, mm, as per the norm you. and expected. Uh, I want to I want to read to you um, what a Sony a representative uh, has responded regarding the CMA's decision to further investigate the acquisition. This is what they say. They welcome this announcement. By giving Microsoft control of Activision games like Call of Duty, this deal would have major negative implications for gamers and the future of, ga- of the gaming industry. And this again, this is a, a, the, someone from the firm said in a statement to GameIndustry.biz, which I will add this link to so you can read it for yourself once the show goes on VOD. And this is they continue, folks, and this is where it gets preposterous. And I'm I'm just so sick of it. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality gaming experience, and we appreciate the CMA's focus on protecting gamers. Now, here is where I start to rant a little bit. This is where I, I'm, I'm not going to curse because this is a PG-13 uh, kind mm. of a show, but F Sony, bro. Like, seriously, like, it is, it is mind-blowing to me. Chat and Jess, that they could logistically with a straight face talk this kind of utter rubbish. I mean, you know what? I have a picture that someone sent me of every Call of Duty that they have had that has exclusive content not available mm-hmm. on Xbox since they took over marketing rights. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that for a second because I want to read it. I want people to understand the ramifications of what's happening here. This is oh, Sony being a bunch of arrogant SOBs. And how dare they turn around and try to make, to sink the deal when we have heard from everyone from Facebook to Ubisoft to uh, Apple, to, to, to Google, to everyone that we heard originally uh, had no problems with this. EA, right? They have their own shooting franchise. Battlefield, not in the greatest state, but it's coming back. Did they have a problem with the deal? No, because they have Apex Legends. They have, probably have a Titanfall 3 in development. Everyone is making money left and right and center. It is bonkers to me that Sony would pull this, I'm weak and I'm, and I'm fragile and I'm innocent. When their entire effing platform has been built to take content away from everyone that's not a PlayStation gamer, and it, Jesse, I, I mean, I, I'm going to go on a more rants as we, 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 you know, we continue with this show because it's just ridiculous to me. What what is your in, initial reaction to the statements? by the representative of Sony, which of course is probably Jim Dance Rooms. I'm a scumbag Ryan. Well, it's it's funny that it's couched as gamers at the end when it's not like they're not even, they don't add value to PlayStation gamers. They just remove value from others to try and entice them to be on PlayStation. They don't add things like it's not you, the Hogwarts legacy quest that was shown off at the state of play this week. That quest was taken away from other people. It wasn't just created because of this deal. Like their marketing deals in general don't add value for their customers. They take away value from other customers to try and entice them into their platform. So to try and couch this as a bad for gamers thing, when the only objective reality you can look at is 
Activ- Activision Blizzard King has been terribly run by Bobby Kotick. It's been yep. run into the ground because they keep having to make yearly Call of Duty titles. The only actual thing that's going to happen is Xbox is going to take over. They're not going to be desperate to constantly pinch every penny they can and squeeze as much blood out of every stone they can find. It's going to be better for people working there. It's going to be better for people who play the games because they're going to be better quality if they get more time and have, and, and they aren't completely carrying a corporation. So none of their arguments actually work. And if it did work, it would only end up working against them because their main strategy as a platform is we have a big first party that is supplemented by our exclusivity deals with third parties. And those exclusivity deals, it's like the scale should legally the scale doesn't matter so the fact that this is a 69 billion dollar acquisition versus well you just bought this company for three billion and now what if you make their stuff exclusive like those are both they both end up being the same thing if with the way they're arguing here and they just they come off really weak it's been a constant issue with them during the jim ryan era of just being terrible in giving out public facing statements like friggin when the stuff was going on earlier in the year in the US and Jim Ryan starts talking about dogs and how much and how they're easy to control and, and stuff. Yeah. It just, they Completely don't he doesn't get it. He does not get how no. to do public statements and he's going against a company that is then unbelievably good at them. So it, it's interesting to me and folks, I, I'm still trying to uh, find that particular picture where it literally shows every single um deal that micro that that microsoft game or xbox players don't have content for call and of if Duty. you compare what sony's done with call of duty compared to what xbox did and it's a year versus a month xbox exclusivity usually was about a month 30 days sony's yeah always 30 yeah, days sony's yep. exclusivity has been pretty much a year and you look at something like destiny 2 which was supposed to be a year and ended up being what three like there was definitely one content that couldn't hit because they kept extending the deal with activision so the main issue is like Sony has an entire department dedicated to um, their Call of Duty marketing. It is a massive part of their business. So on their end, I understand why they are desperate to cling on to whatever they can. It's just their public facing stuff on this is terrible. It, it doesn't work and there's nothing anti-competitive about it. It might hurt Sony, but that's not anti-competition. That is competition. Like, until it gets to a point like Sony has a monopoly in streaming anime online. No one stopped it, including the CMA. Yeah, they have, they have Crunchyroll and they have Funimation. And more, Aniplex. Like, they've got 95% of streaming or some ridiculous number like that. It, it's not, it's about, does it actually hurt consumers? And I've seen nothing, and I've never seen anyone actually show anything that would say, oh, yes, this will hurt consumers, other than, like, console war talking points about, oh, Xbox has no game so they'll ruin there's no actual legal justification to stop the deal but it's a 70 billion dollar deal so it's going to take a very long time this was always well i mean they they originally just they originally had said something to the effect where they expect the deal to go through in the summer of next year and the more the more the more that people want these second looks these 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 entities like this the ftc and like the cma I think what you're going to start to see happen, and again, this is my opinion, I could be a thousand percent wrong, is going to be very similar to like dominoes. 
you're going to see one fall, another one, another one, and then and it's going to be across the board because no one is essentially going to have a problem with this deal because one entity, Sony, the market leader, has a problem with potentially maybe falling into second or third place. Like I, I, I find it very hard to wrap my mind around. I, I'm not a, I'm not a knucklehead because I was a blue collar dude. Like I, I, I have plenty of smarts to go around for everyone. I just don't understand how they could logistically play this weak sauce card and embarrass themselves because that's really what it is. And I, I want you to, uh, you know, just just talk about that for a second. I, I think the, I think you're onto something when you say the more Jim Ryan opens his mouth. And the more that people from Sony or the representatives from Sony reach out to places like GameIndustry.biz and such, I think that they are really exposing who they really are. I mean, we can't deny that everything about PlayStation currently, right now today, has gone out of their way to hold content away. Now, here's the thing, folks. I don't have a problem with that. Because it's a business, right? They're in to make money. They want to stay at the number one slot. They don't. They don't want to be serving the people, right? They want to be overlords of the people. That that's what Sony is. They're they're giant overlords, and they've been that way for over a decade through three generations. And they say what you pay, and people say, "Oh, I'll pay more, Sony. I'll pay eighty dollars because your games are worth it." I, I've seen some t- some really hot take. Uh, just knucklehead sh- shenanigans. Um, but Jesse, to your point about the more that they expose themselves, eventually the second looks are going to be more important people that have a better understanding than what the CMA originally put out with their, their emoji tweets, right? There's going to be actually people that understand the business. Here's my question to you. With everything Sony has said, with everything that Sony does and continues to do with holding content, do you think it's pretty much a lost cause once this gets the second look officially? And you think Microsoft is gearing up to say, here's all this evidence, here you go. What are they talking about? Oh, yeah, we saw it with um, Brazil where they had redacted sections and they pretty much flat out stated Sony's main marketing tactics with third parties is exclusivity deals. The thing that they're complaining about with this, with it would become exclusive exclusive to us, even though we're saying we wouldn't do that. It's like Sony's entire business model is working on exclusivity on everything. Like for they've got their first party they push, they've got some publishing deals they do, but their marketing stuff is focused on. We didn't even know that Deathloop was. They couldn't officially say Deathloop was coming till today because Sony's marketing deals are so tight that you can't even intimate that another version will exist at any point in time until the deal's up as opposed to something like tunic or death's door where they've got a few three to six months of exclusivity but the devs are saying yep keep your eyes peeled we'll be on there eventually when people ask them on twitter because xbox doesn't want to play that game and they haven't been for so long and i think it's because they're they have very expensive lawyers who are very smart and know how these regulators think the main thing they'll never do, which people constantly said they should, they'll never tear up a contract. They'll never delist anything on any other platform because that would hurt customers. And they're not going to do anything that actually hurts customers. But they know that these deals hinge on not if it's anti-competitive in a sense of it's going to hurt your competitors. 
It's will it hurt customers moving forward in the future? The only actual play that Sony could have, but not really because they were actually in the industry first, is the streaming stuff. Because the way Azure is going right now, it's it's pretty much Azure and GE Force now, which is also more limited in a, in some senses, but works better in others. Um, Amazon Luna hasn't taken off. Stadia is dead. And PlayStation Now is still stuck on PlayStation 3 server blades. So they're not, it's weird. They're just, they seem to be going at it at a way that they just think, well, we're Sony, we deserve this. That's like their entire, our, if you hurt our customers, you're hurting all gamers because we're the market leaders. We have the most people that play. So if you dare take that away and now someone else has the most, well, that hurts us. So please don't. It just, it feels almost like begging in a legal sense with no, yeah, pretty much. Listen, there's no I, actual points made for how does this hurt a customer? Yeah, it, it's, it is preposterous, but folks like promised as I was mm. doing on the air, normally I'm incredibly prepared. As you know, if you're a fan of double barrel gaming, you know that I cross all T's dot all I's because mm. a, I don't want to look like a boob. And B, well, I really love talking about video games, so I like being prepared. This happened at the last minute, but as promised, ladies and gentlemen, I have the document in front of me. And get this. They took over, uh, let's see, I believe it was started with Cold War. or No, it was Infinite Warfare. this, This is all of the Sony exclusive marketing right deal that they have exclusive content for that either took a year or never got to xbox players and i'm going to read them verbatim black ops 4 well no we'll start with black ops 3 had uh play uh matt paps 30 days early now that was the cheapy charlie one right then of course infinite warfare didn't just have one but it had two not only uh did it have the 30-day map packs but it also had um pre-purchase and play Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the campaign early. Cold War had play Zombies Onslaught mode first on PlayStation, not available (laughs) on any other platforms until November 1st, 2021, which was a year later. They also have uh, PlayStation 4 exclusive play Special Ops Survival mode on play uh, first on PlayStation, Mm -hmm. timed exclusive content until 1-10-2020. We also have uh, play first con- uh, con- uh, uh, another one here for Black Ops 4. Play new content first on PlayStation 4. World War II. Play again, Matt Paps 30 days early. Folks, they have gone out of their way. They have built their platform on doing exactly what they are claiming Call of Duty being exclusive to Xbox. And here's the thing you know, speaking of which, uh, Jesse was nice enough to add uh, Microsoft's rebuttal uh, in regards to this. And this this was an updated uh, a, a response from Microsoft. And again, folks, this is going to get very nasty and it's going to get nasty really quickly. Uh, no specific, you know, specific person said this. I'm, I'm assuming it's a representative, but I'm sure it's Phil Spencer mm-hmm. who's in Japan right now. And it simply said it makes zero business sense 
for Microsoft to remove Call of Duty from PlayStation given its market-leading console position. Now, there's going to be some people, Jesse, that are going to be like, well, wait a second there, Mr. Boomstick XL. You were just talking about, Phil said, they only offered them three additional years. Here's the thing, folks. Is it just me, Jesse, or am I the lunatic here that somehow they want some sort of a 10-year or lifetime guarantee? Who the F think... What if Microsoft sees that there's a spiral trend that Call of Duty is now taking a dump? Should they spend $300 million in a matter of three years to produce the next three Call of Duties because PlayStation wants it for their gamers? They're not making the $70 billion investment. How freaking dare they put con, you know, consent decrees on anything Microsoft is going to do with um, uh, you know, with a the product they're, they're paying for? I mean, well, folks, not to be a jerk. Has anyone seen Spider-Man swinging around on Xbox? <laughs> no. Are we going to? Probably not. Jesse, what are your thoughts on Microsoft's response? It's... Well, it's this. It's similar to it's. They want it to be more like the Minecraft thing, where they're never going to put it in writing, like because if they put it in writing, then they have a contractual obligation to keep making things. They don't want to have a contractual obligation because they don't need to. Like they have no legal obligation to keep putting out Minecraft on other places. They're just doing it because it Minecraft's this giant platform and it makes sense. Now with Call of Duty, you know Warzone Two is coming. Warzone Two is going to be on the platform. They're saying, we will never take anything away. We're going to keep putting things out, but we're not going to sign some in perpetuity deal. That makes no sense for us. Then we, that, I mean, that's what kind of killed Bungie with Activision, where they had to make Destiny 2 because they had a deal to make a sequel with Activision and realizing signing deals that force you into developing something within a specific time frame, or like with Bungie, they will have lost the rights to the IP is terrible it's terrible business no one wants to do it i can understand sony requesting it but stating it in public like this and demanding it and seeming entitled to it it's like well they're going to own the company they then they're not entitled to put anything out on your platform the most you can get and hope for is them saying yes we it makes financial sense for us to keep doing this here we're not going to stop like with Minecraft, we'll we'll let you know. We'll send a signed thing at least three years. That's the signed thing we'll give you. But we're not. They're not going to agree to perpetuity. No one should ever agree to in perpetuity. It's what killed Marvel with the Spider-Man movie license. Sony has an in perpetuity thing. They have to keep making movies. That's why we got the Amazing Spider-Man trash movies, and then Marvel had to come in and save the franchise. It's Perpetuity agreements are really bad for IP and major corporations are always going to try to avoid them and they're not enforceable by law. So it's just, it's a dumb argument. I don't get it at all. Uh, there, there's another silly argument happening right in the chat and I, I got to shout him out because he's very trolly uh, and I don't mind him being here, but you know, <laughs> you got to speak facts there, Noel HDZ. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I like that you're here. You're welcome to stay in the house, but I, I, I got to ask the question Halo situation is being rectified. Yes, they took a shit. That's what that, that's what 343 Industries did. I'm sorry to say that's that's you know what? Shame on them for uh for uh, you know not having content ready for uh, you know a free to play game. But I'm going to tell you this right now as someone that has over 12 days closing in on 13 days, that game is fire. If you've ever played it and you probably haven't because well you obviously are pimping PlayStation and that's cool. Play your PlayStation. Enjoy the H out of it. You have 
four bangers this year, plus a bunch of content that you can't find anywhere else but on your console, you know what? Beep your horn loud and proud. I mean, it's it's perfectly okay. But you can't come in here and suggest that somehow Call of Duty is going to take a dump uh, and that uh, the minute Microsoft owns it, come on, dude. Like now, now you're just now you're just exposing yourself as being a troll. I mean, I, again, I don't like to shout anybody out, but you're going back and forth to people. I got to defend my family. And if you're going to be like that, well, then you'll just get banned. But you know what? You you keep doing your thing. You keep exposing yourself. It's cool. Like I said, you're welcome. You're welcome to be here. But if you're going to talk, brother, come on, bring the facts, man. I mean, honestly. You know, you know, talk up a good game. We'll have a conversation. But don't we're going to troll, up. troll well. Don't yeah, be troll lazy. Well, it's indeed. real easy to tell when you're just saying like no games or yeah, it, it, stamps, it's just it's just silly. It, it's just silly rhetoric. Which again, you know, we're all grown men here and grown women. Come on, bro. You know, it, hang out, pull up a chair. You know, crack a Dr Pepper or whatever you like to drink and just chill. But if you like, I said, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring facts, brother, bring bring the facts because the facts that we're we're talking about right now or for everyone to see. Now, whether you see what Sony is doing is be right, wrong, or indifferent, that's your opinion. You're entitled to it. But I'm here to tell you that Sony can't cry wolf about Call of Duty becoming first party, and they're worried about their gamers. And then Microsoft is not concerned about the gamers. Can I ask a question, uh, Jesse? Mm-hmm. Pat, in, in the last decade, has Sony been concerned about play, uh, uh, about Xbox gamers? I, I know I know it's a ridiculous question, but have they? The answer is no, but I'll let you elaborate on that. Well, they've not only been not concerned, they've been actively working to make sure that they have less in the same games. It's Their entire strategy for third parties is not additive for their fans. It's removing content from Indeed. other platforms' fans. So they've not only not been concerned about they've been actively working against other platforms fans pc xbox wherever yeah they absolutely have and and they continue to do it look their state of play which i thought was fantastic nine out of Mm -hmm. ten for me they had two games in there that were incredibly right up my alley uh that are exclusive to playstation console exclusive then we it's probably not even timed exclusive rise of ronin one of my most anticipated games when it comes out. I'm telling you right now, I'm a, I'm a big old samurai dude because they're honorable, very much like myself, which is why I loved Ghost of Tsushima. I loved it so much, I platinum that game. That's how much I loved that game. That Rise of Ronin blew my freaking mind. And there was another one, which I don't remember the name, uh, that was It was originally like Dev- Project Eve. It was actually yeah. multi-plat when it was Project Eve, but it was about to be canceled. So right. at first people were like, oh, and Sony stepped in just... to help them with yeah. that. Yeah, Sony did that. Yeah, something Blade. I cannot remember. I feel bad. It looks cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm very much looking forward to it. Let, let me, uh, let me, let me. Oh, well, we have wow, we have quite a few super chats. Let me just catch up on the super Oop. chats if you don't mind. Uh, we'll, uh, we have Raiden Blade, good friend of the program, drops a two pound super chat and says Sony scared because next year they have Microsoft. Uh, 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 they okay. Sony is scared because next year they have Microsoft and they have 140 billion. Yeah, I mean, there's billions versus trillions. It's 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 not even a contest. I mean, Sony ain't going out of business. They're they're doing fine. I mean, they're down 41 percent in the market, which isn't good. But they also just posted a 56 percent increase on console sales versus uh, in August versus July. And it's just it's it again, folks. Read the tea leaves. Is it not suspicious that not only did they 
see a, a, a sale increase of 56%. They also seen uh, a, a, a more consoles being flooded into the market. Around what time, Jesse? Oh, that's right. Mm. They just raised the price 50 bucks. What a coinky dink, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm not a fool. You can't sell me a bridge. This was all planned. And of course, I'm not a I'm not Brad Smith, right? That guy's making mint, making bank. He's a super high-powered lawyer. That's incredibly intelligent. All you have to do is look and say, wait a second, CMA, 56% increase. They're the market leader. They're literally beating PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation is literally beating Xbox two to one. Two to one in, in console sales over the last two generations. And somehow. You're worried about their number one positioning? I'm just saying it makes no sense, but let me continue. Wolf of Darkness. And I got, I, all right, let me see if I can find that because I don't know what, well, I, let me just, I'll read it. It's a, it's a $36.99. It's AED. I don't know what the, what, what that is, but I, Wolf of Darkness, first of all, brother, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for the generosity as always. He says, what's up, boom? We all know the Activision Blizzard deal will go through. I think Sony is trying to delay the deal as long as possible. I believe Microsoft should not be nice with Sony anymore. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling what you're talking about. Um, but I think that, um, you know, Everborn Saga, who says this a lot, he says Phil's not a nice guy. Now, granted, I think Phil's a lovely human being, but he says that he gets close enough to you to stick you in the ribs with the knife. And I think he's right. I think he's going to, he's going to, you know, he's going to come up to you, put your arm around you. What's up, fella? How you doing? And boop, he's going to stab you. I think that's what's going to happen, but. I AED is uh, United Arab Emirates. If you're oh, wondering. okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for that. I think for the clarification. Yeah, uh, I see Richard, him all the time. We get so yeah. Many. Wolf of Darkness is always in the chat, and he's always also very generous. Thank you, Wolf of Darkness. Richard Carter doesn't even say anything. He just drops the mic, and also a two dollars super chat. Richard, thank you so much for the generosity. Raiden Blade drops an additional two pounds super chat and says, "If I was Microsoft after after buying ABK, I would scrap Call of Duty." Well, you know, it's interesting. Because we have it on different opinions from different insiders that uh, both uh, Treyarch and um, Infinity Ward are working on new IPs, right? Infinity Ward apparently is working with a bunch of ex-Bioware employees uh, where they want to bring a space first-person action RPG to uh, uh, you know to light, and Treyarch is working on something else. I think it's actually an open world uh, shooter, which would be kind of cool. I, I think what you're going to start to see, folks, is as great as Call of Duty is, and that's what Warzone is. Warzone is your. I'm going to go play with my friends and go do your Warzone thing and enjoy the he- you know the heck out of that. That's always going to be everywhere. You're going to get a Warzone two in November. You're probably going to get a Warzone three the following year, and it's going to keep going and going. I think there's going to be there's actually going to come a point where Call of Duty probably shouldn't come out every until like every three years, and that's why Microsoft has to get this deal done because who is Sony to say that you know Activision has to for the remainder of time make Call of Duty so they can make money? It's it, it's 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 a ridiculous statement. But Drawn TJ, who's generous friend of the program, drops a five dollar super chat and says. What if Microsoft has it in writing they will do three years? Well, they offered them three years, and uh, which got them to 2027, and Sony said it's inadequate. So I don't know what more that they want, but Jess, and I— They're not going to go further in writing. They're not going to go further in writing. Yeah, they're not giving them more than what they're already giving them, and I think that it, it's going to be—I'll put it to this way. 
it is going to be very hard to get any kind of decree from Microsoft to say, okay, um, we're going to give them marketing rights, even though we own the IP, we're going to give them, you know, an, an additional seven years on top of the three years left here for 10 years. Oh, and by the way, we can't put it into game pass, uh, but we have to put it into their service. It, it, what they're asking for is so ridiculous that it doesn't even make any sense. No one does real business like that. No one spends seventy billion dollars on 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 ABK deal to have Sony, the number one market leader, tell and dictate where they move their their, their IPs around. It, it, it's preposterous at best. Uh, Highlander double one drops a five dollar super chat and says, "I don't need to see Microsoft." Uh, playing nice with Sony when Activision is acquired. I, I, I see Microsoft taking off the gloves. Phil Spencer has chosen violence. Indeed, I, I'm not going to... Look, we know that Sony... And I, and I want to get your opinion on it, Jesse, because this is, this, is, this is an interesting conversation we're about to have. Sony would love to see and bury Microsoft. Mm-hmm. They have tried and tried and tried, and they almost won. They almost won before Phil Spencer went into Satya Nadal's office and basically did you know whatever he did to say, hey, listen, I can turn this around. This is what we need to do. And now they're all in on gaming. Satya Nadal, is, Microsoft Gaming is so important to yeah, Microsoft. He sold him on the cloud. That, yeah, that, that was yeah. Nadella's big thing is the cloud and how can we we grow and not be so focused on local hardware and, and different things. And it's like, we have this tech and X cloud. We think it's going to be the future to push to 3 billion devices. Like, and yeah, it's, it's an in massively enormous pie compared to what gaming has always been. Yeah. Now, and, 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 you know, something, like I said, Jesse, you obviously you being the producer of Xbox era, you, you remember the, how Phil Spencer was treated uh, at, by the media after he said, yeah, we, want to, we want to reach 3 billion gamers, right? They clowned him for weeks on this. Oh, <laughs> Phil Spencer, they can't even get their own players to buy their games. They want to get 3 billion gamers? How the F are they going to do that? Well, it's, it's happening right in front of us. I, I, and again, I, I've, I've said this before. Other people have said this before. Jim Ryan's playing checkers. Phil Spencer is playing 4D chess. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it happen in front of us. So Sony got caught with their pants down on the PlayStation 5 versus the Xbox Series X. And yes, and everyone said that Microsoft was a fool for doing. And it was reported today, and we're going to get into the Tokyo Game Show, that, listen to this, folks, and this comes directly from Phil Spencer, who was at the Tokyo Game Show, and he confirmed that more than half of of people that purchased the Xbox Series S in the Asian regions, not specifically Japan, but the Asian regions are new players to Xbox. Do you understand how big of a deal that is? When again, again, they're, they're not, they're not, I don't know if they're ever going to beat Switch. I don't know if they're ever going to beat PlayStation. That's their home turf, ladies and gentlemen. But the reality is, is they couldn't sell them. They couldn't beat themselves out of a wet, wet paper bag in Japan, and somehow or another, through cloud and through this nice little cool system that everyone keeps showing up. I don't know how many people have. Uh, I'm open to everybody on Twitter because I like talking with the community. I, I'm constantly on a daily basis 
saying welcome to the family for our our friends in uh, East Asia because they keep posting pick after pick after pick after pick of of the Series S. A lot of times it's the Series X, which I'm very surprised because Series X is a is 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 it's kind of a well, it's not as big and gross looking as the PS5, but it's a it's a it's a hefty boy, and the, well for 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 their tastes, the Series S does ring a bell, and and it's doing well in that region. And we have it confirmed from Phil Spencer, head of Microsoft Gaming, that more than half are new players to Xbox. That's massive. But we also have something from Sarah Bond where she's talking about cloud being a big hit in 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 the asian market and that's something that microsoft is i mean it's definitely a one-two punch where sony is being still very traditional with their ways of doing things and and uh, jesse what 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 are what are your thoughts on what we just uh, moment moments ago discussed regarding their strides that they're making in japan yeah the um i think the the way they have the metric for and they're a data-driven company um, the metric for new players is people who, when they're setting up their console, they have to make a they have to make a Microsoft account for the first time. So that right. makes it clear they didn't have one already. They're not logging into it, so they're they're new. They've never played an Xbox game before on this account, um, which is their goal essentially is not to just maintain status quo, but to grow. Um, a big thing for the cloud is how good JRPGs and visual novels are to play on it, because latency doesn't matter. Everything's turn-based. Anything turn-based that doesn't have active clicking, super easy to play on a phone, especially if you got the touchscreen. Um, and of course, the big one is Fortnite. Getting Fortnite into just you go to xbox.com forward slash play on your web browser on any phone, and you're good to go. And I think they said it was like 4 million people have played it through that, which is knuck and futz to keep it PG-13. Um, it's... It's one of their biggest, that region is the biggest one for growth. Um, the show on the whole, I thought, was excellent for catching up a bit. Um, seeing seeing a bunch of things we've never seen before that are big in the region. And another thing that is super anti-competitive that Sony has done forever is not allowing Japanese games to release in Japan on Xbox. So they'll come out in everywhere except the Japan region. Like there are a lot of Japanese-made games that get an Xbox version, but that Xbox version cannot release in Japan. And trying to turn that around and finally get things to come out and showing that on the Tokyo Game Show with Arc System Works and Level 5 and, and other devs that have been absent for a while is huge. I agree. I agree. Uh, I mean, look, let, let, I have I have some information in front of me uh, that I want to uh, talk about because I think that it's uh, incredibly important. Let, 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 we will come back around to what happens next uh, with you know with uh, the the back and forth uh, before we get on out of here. But I do want to talk about the Tokyo Game Show specifically because, wow, I mean, that was a good one. It was a really good one. Now, folks, granted, this is for Xbox gamers worldwide, but it is catered to the region that the Tokyo Game Show is, is it actually happening? And that's Japan because they want to see Japanese gamers enjoying, uh, you know, the Xbox brand with games that better suit their taste. Now, available today, and this was crazy, uh, these mm. these stealth drops that you were talking about. In, in they the never get room. them. They always leak. 
<laughs> they always right. leak. But this is what this is right now. You can go right to your Xbox dashboard, go to X, go to Game Pass, and download all these games if it's if it's your thing. Dong and Rapper version three uh, is available. Fuga Melodies of Steel, uh, uh, Nino Kuni uh, remastered is there as well. It's as, a really good remaster too. It's four K sixty. Yes, uh, yes, and and hmm. also Assassin's Creed Odyssey, one of my favorites. I have I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours, and I'm thinking I'm missing like two achievements in the whole thing. And Metal Hellslinger. Uh, Jesse, you said you played it, and it's yeah. Hard. I got a we we got a review code. We actually got a couple, and I streamed it a bit. I did the first three levels. That game is awesome. It's um available today. Uh, I believe our reviewer gave it an eight. It's um and if you stream or do anything, you don't have to worry. All the music in it, even though it's from real bands, was made for the game, so you won't get DMCA for once. Um, it's it's awesome. It's a mix of Doom and rhythm action. So you got to shoot, reload, and dash on the beat. To like really good heavy metal music. Nice. Uh, it looks really good. Weapons feel great. It's very fun. It's quite hard on normal. It's really hard on hard, but it has an easy mode if you just want to get in there and have fun tearing things apart. It's that's excellent. probably how I'm gonna. I'll, I'll try it on normal first, uh, and then I'll pro, then I will then I, and then if it becomes ridiculous, because you know I I I I don't mind. Like I play all the Call of Duties on just before the hardest level. Which I think is what? What is it? Uh, I forget the names. Hard. Yeah, I that, think it is. I think yeah, it's hard. I play. Yeah, I, I die a million times, but I like beating it on hardened. I did that with uh, Modern Warfare uh, One remake, and I played through it on hardened, and I beat the game again on the hardest difficulty, and it's it kicked my teeth in. But I I, I don't mind the difficulty at all. So I'll, I'll try this on normal and see how that goes. Um, but. Listen, uh, two things happened during the Tokyo Game Show, and let me just make sure I get these these show notes together because then people yell at me, and I don't like being yelled at. So, okay, so then we're talking about Tokyo Game Show at two at twelve forty seven. Okay, so uh, two things happened, Jesse, that I think are indicative of something to be very excited about if you are a fighting game fan like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have conf- it has been confirmed. That and Horizon Herb, uh, uh, thank you so much. He said, Guilty Gear Strive on Xbox Game Pass. That's right. Guilty Gear Strive and Blaze Blue tag team are coming to Xbox Game Pass next with year. With full crossplay, too, which with is awesome. With full cra- crossplay. I mean, now I, I think about this, Jess. Uh, we went from having z- almost zero fighting games, and I was talking to Kay Asante on the phone about this we went from zero fighting games on xbox uh and again i'm still holding hopes that someone for the love of jehovah please make a new killer instinct for for boom with guest I've, characters I've, I've heard rumors out there yeah yeah i know i've heard rumors also as a matter of fact uh maximilian dude who doesn't need my help in getting mm-hmm. subs to his channel i love that dude yeah, Dream great. interview get that guy on i don't know if he's ever going to know who mr boomstick is if you know him. he joined us i know he did an episode he, with he, us and it was he, he was did awesome. i listened to that yeah. episode i actually listened to it twice but the reason why he jumped in is because of discord if you could believe mm-hmm. it which is yeah. i hate discord i freaking hate discord but check this out folks uh jesse you have street fighter 6 confirmed tekken 8 confirmed guilty gear blaze blue I'm sure there's going to be a Soul Caliber at some point, and we just need a Killer Instinct. And guess what, folks? In a matter of a month's time, Tekken right? Eight. What's that? 
Tekken 8? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I said Tekken 8 as oh, well. Okay, I, I mean, it. yeah, it's, it, oh. it, it, it's bonkers that they went from, well, everyone hates fighting games on the on the Xbox to we just got four of the biggest ones in the in. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, is this a changing of the guard when you're talking Japan and Xbox after what nope. happened today, specifically at the Tokyo Game Show? Did they make the correct strides there, Jesse? It started a little bit earlier this year. I did a review for um, King of Fighters 15, which is very good. Which is so on, it doesn't have, which, which is on yeah. Xbox. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I'm also our reviews. I actually started as our reviews editor and then added producing in um, later. And so it's actually been really interesting. Before when we first started, and I would say I'm from Xbox era in the U.S. and I would never hear back. And I, we were smaller, so I'm sure that was part of it. But lately, pretty much any Japanese, um, especially Bandai Namco, Koei Tecmo, um, Capcom, all of them, the moment I say I'm on Xbox era and, and they see Xbox now in, in the West, and I just immediately get it back. Like Capcom sends us everything. It's changed. It feels palpable that Japanese publishers and um, Spike Chunsoft, who's done like the Danganronpa and AI Somnium Files, AI Somnium Files 1 and 2 are both incredible, by the way. Um, Every Japanese publisher I talk with now and the Korean ones and everything, it's like they're super into it in a way they were not when I first started this up early last year. It, it, it's palpable just how much better the situation is now for um, games from the East on Xbox. And it's great. I mean, listen, it, it, it's, it's, it's nice to see these kind of moves from Microsoft. Obviously... Mm-hmm. The West is important to them, but they're 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 giving it to the to PlayStation here in the West. Like they they their PlayStation Five is just edging it out, and I think that uh, I I am going to say that one of my predictions that didn't come true. Slightly disappointed. I think that uh, you know may, maybe Sega didn't want the bag. I, I thought we were going to get a Sonic uh, in Game Pass. I mean, it could yeah. it could still happen, but it's they've unlike- got a pretty good relationship with Sega, but. The companies do seem hesitant still on the AAA. <clears throat> I I was hoping that they would have been able to drop that in there, but they could still do some sort of a marketing deal where they put the blue bomber on the box. You know what I'm saying? And maybe they add mm-hmm. it as a you know maybe Microsoft just pays for the game and adds that to the every console of the Series S sold during Black Friday. I, I still yeah. Jesse think that they're going to drop both consoles down fifty bucks uh, during mm-hmm. Black Friday, even if it's only for seven days. What are your thoughts yeah. on that, by the way? I think definitely uh, Series S, they will. I don't know on the XDX still seems a little less able to be found. Um, and when something's just selling out, they're not going to lower the price if it's selling out like crazy. Series S is in stock more often, so I could definitely see that one. Or having just add in a crap ton of digital games and an extra controller for free. Because if the hardware is selling like mad... Um, that's why Sony was able to bump their 50 bucks up because they know it's going to sell no matter what because people yeah, are already paying yeah. more with all the scalpers. And it's already, it's an extra 50 bucks in the US. You have to buy Horizon Forbidden West with it anyways. Um, I definitely think the Series S is most likely to get some ridiculously good deals later in the year. Yeah, so do I. So listen, one of the things that came out of this, surprisingly, in in, in the East is, well, folks, on the 20th, we'll all be playing Deathloop. That's right, finally, <laughs> Microsoft can talk about Deathloop and they did it at the Tokyo Game Show. Obviously, yeah. you know, which which again it's it, it's a little strange 
because you know it it, it doesn't. They really... did have a reason. It, it ended up being um, adding in Bethesda wanting to talk about some of how they're adding in more local um, localization. Yeah, localization stuff. Yes. So it, it made sense because they they've got Xbox's setup now is essentially Bethesda's that they've already had in Japan with Tango GameWorks and their whole division there being in a much further along position because Xbox Japan is being built up. Um, right now as we speak, actually, yeah. It's funny, at, right a few minutes ago, I got an email. You can you can expect a review closer to launch for Deathloop. I got a, got a code nice. coming in. Nice. Well, look, I have uh, uh, um, the, uh, the, the show notes from Xbox Wire that Jesse, of course, <laughs> provided right before we went live. It was written by Jeremy Hinton, head of Xbox uh, Asia, uh, and uh, the summary, and I'll break down if you want to know exactly what was shown there, was a total of uh, 13 games uh, from developers in Japan. Uh, Deathloop uh, is obviously coming to Xbox Series X and S on September 20th, and will be available inside, of course, Xbox Game Pass, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which we mentioned, uh, Danganronpa version 3, Killing Harmony, uh, Fuga, Melodies of Steel, Ninu uh, Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch Remaster, uh, available with Xbox Game Pass today. And the other ones were Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle, Special Edition, and Guilty Gear Strive, also coming to, of course, Xbox Game Pass. They showed uh, some more of Wulong Fa- Fallen uh, Destiny, uh, which looked absolutely incredible. Uh, y- y- Yudin Chronicle 100 Heroes, uh, looked really good. They also showed uh, uh, Persona, which looked amazing. Um, I mean, listen, this was a strong showing, Jesse, for uh, for Xbox. I, I know that they, like I said, two two wish lists for me personally. One of which was uh, seeing Kojima's son come out on his home territory with Phil or with Sarah or someone from Microsoft. Uh, but we did get some information from kojima productions and it simply showed a girl uh front with a face that you can only see the top part of her head and in front of her said who am i now i don't i looked for more information jesse is this the game because it didn't say specific platform but i it would be safe to assume that this coincided obviously with tokyo game show is who am I? The next game from Kojima Productions. See, it seems like they've got two. One that is possibly Death Stranding 2, and the other right. that is something starring, and people are, it looks like Margaret Qualley, who was a character in, who played a character in Death Stranding. Correct. Um, the actress. So, um, don't, not sure what Overdrive is going to end up being. If that is the cloud game, it definitely seems far off. Like, the deal was signed very close to when it was announced at E3. So I can't imagine it's super far along. So a teaser like this, and Kojima's very good at very early teasers where he'll just pull some in-game assets and direct a video in some way. Um, the thing that he was working on was actually like a VR walkthrough of TGS for people that are there um, or not there for like, the because they're doing a hybrid show. That actually seems really cool. So like you can be a part of it even if you're not actually there through this whole VR setup that Kojima Productions uh, worked on. So it might be, but they seem so busy between their Xbox and their Sony stuff that it's really hard to know. But I'm excited. It's cool to finally see them back on. It's a a big cog 
in you know the relationship for that region along with um the bigger publishers in korea that they've gotten into really good relationships with like um pearl abyss and Crafton and um, nexon neo Wiz. like it's it's super encouraging to see just how much progress they've made in a pretty short time relatively yeah it, listen you 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 can only ap- uh, applaud the, t- the you know the tenacity that Microsoft is uh showing regarding uh the Asian market. I think it's incredibly important. Now I'll say this. Do I ever expect um them to jump into first place or even second place? That I I wouldn't be comfortable making that claim. Um I don't think they have a problem being in third place. I think they still what 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 Microsoft is looking for, what Phil Spencer and Sarah and the team are looking for is to be a relevant part of the conversation. And I think that is more important than being in first place because if they continue to sell consoles and they can make some deals with some, because we, we do know Sarah Bond has actually said this publicly, they're working with 200 independent developers out of Japan, 200. Now that could be triple A's, but it's probably has a lot to do with Indian. I, I love the Indian mm-hmm. community. I think that it is, there's so much untapped talent there. I, you, you just got to love to see it. Jesse, do, are, are you satisfied with what they're doing so far? Yeah, pretty much the only, and like Capcom has an upcoming Street Fighter Six beta. And you see that and you say, ah, an online beta for a Japanese game, probably PlayStation first or PlayStation only. Nope. It's on everything. Um, So in that sense, like Capcom seems to not be into exclusivity anymore after they had been for a while. And sadly, well, they, I think they were it. forced. Yeah, they, they were having of... a lot of struggles financially. Yeah. And I mean, they gave up Resident Evil's marketing future for five million bucks because things were going so rough. Wow. Um, that's what was in the. Now you said that uh, when you say marketing future, project. that means like a blanket statement. It's always going to be on PlayStation. Pretty marketing? much, it's like PlayStation always gets the marketing rights, and they always get the first right of refusal on subservices. And yeah, wow. so it's um, but the only one that's bad, and it seems to be by their own choice, is Square Enix. So I don't know what they. Yeah, can do you there. know, it's it's funny you say that, Jesse, because just to kind of sell my own brand, tomorrow morning on the uh, new episode of Breakfast with Boom, I'm specifically taking an entire block of that show to talk about Square Enix specifically. Uh, and how they continue to claim or post these monster losses, and uh, we have a lot of a lot of a lot of data that I was able to dig up with um, the Avengers deal, where they took a two hundred million dollar bath on 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 a few games that didn't hit for them, but yet apparently and according to Square Enix. Through the keyhole that they're looking through, they only see PlayStation and Nintendo Switch. Xbox has been completely ignored. It is, is mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, <clears throat> Miles Dompierre, good friend of this program, great friend of the community. Obviously, he, great, great individual. Uh, obviously, Windows Gaming. He has his own show, Chatterdays, on every Saturday. He has guests. I happened to be a guest a couple of months ago, which was great. Mm-hmm. He put out an amazing tweet talking about all of these games that were just announced that are only coming to Switch and PlayStation, but yet somehow they want to know why Square Enix is, 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 is complaining about taking baths on these, uh, you know, on, on these investments. I, I don't know. Maybe you should consider the millions and millions of players Xbox has. It, it, it's, it's bonkers to me that you're asking these questions, and yet you're still 
holding content back. And it's not just Final Fantasy VII. It's not just Final Fantasy XVI, which I give a flying hoot about. Two-year deal there. It's not Forspoken. That's a two-year deal, or if it ever. It's, it's all the other little things that they do. Like they did a remake of Ogre Tactics or Tactics Ogre. Right, everyone was excited. Mm-hmm. Even Dump, Miles Dumpy, I was like, "Yeah!" And, and then he went like this, devastated, because it's not coming out on the Xbox, but it's coming out everywhere else. It it doesn't even it's 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 like someone has purposely done this. I I don't know why this continues to happen, and 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 why Square Enix is asking why this is happening. Jesse, you know, we won't get too much into it because I'm going to break it down tomorrow. But that's a great point. Yeah, my um my thought on it is they got some Game Pass deals and they're at the point where they really need money. And if they want to put anything out, they just they want a Game Pass deal. They're gonna try and pressure Xbox into it and Microsoft's gonna be like, We're just not going to always pay for every port. We can't get into that. We might have a lot of money, but it's not unlimited and it's a bad precedent to set moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's 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 bad for it's ex- bad bad for Xbox gamers because there's a lot of people that would just go out and buy the game. I mean, a lot of the games that they had there, I'm, I'm going to buy them on Switch anyway because I buy most of my stuff. I do buy games all the time. Uh, real quick, uh, Raiden Blade drops an additional two-pound super chat and says, or make a new Call of Duty-style game by the same team, meaning that, yeah, well, I think that's actually what they're doing. I think they're going to allow these studios, once Microsoft owns them, to make, like, who doesn't want a Singularity 2 by Raven? I mean, I don't know how many people, I, I keep pipping that game, if you didn't play Singularity on the 360, I don't know if it's backwards compatible. If it's not, that's that's a that's a that's a sin of the I gaming. I don't think guys. it is. Yeah, that's a yeah, what a shame. What an amazing game that no one even knows what I'm talking about. Uh, Drawn TJ drops an additional uh, super chat of ten dollars. Thank you for the generosity. He says, if the deal falls through, then go get EA and WB and partner with Activision to make Call of Duty a timed exclusive for two months. Just saying, bro, petty. I, listen, all of that is great, but Microsoft wants this deal to go through, and it's not just Call of Duty, dude. Like that, that, that everyone is so laser focused on it being Call of Duty, and I get it. It's the biggest IP. Everyone knows Call of Duty, but that's not it, dude. It is the mobile aspect. Jess, let's 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 wrap up the Tokyo mm-hmm. Game Show. Let you give it a, a you know give you a rating for you. I'll give my rating. And before we get out of here, uh, we're going a little long, but I do want to I do want to circle the wagons once again and specifically talk about this deal being laser focused on on uh on, on only being call of duty I, I think there's some stuff to be said there but jesse what would you give microsoft's uh presentation at the tokyo game show going like out of 10 yes out of 10 mm, it was mainly focused on catching up so yes. i think it was about as good as it could be at catching up i'd go probably around an eight yeah okay that's strong strong eight and as a matter of fact I'm go- I'm gonna say an eight, uh, and I and I'm gonna add a point five to that, uh, only because I'm a stand for fighters. I mean, folks. Yeah, those are big. The, those would have been a massive hole in gu- gu- Guilty Gear for me. Uh, I remember when that when Guilty Gear won, when Arc System Works was an unknown. Who the hell is Arc System Works? This is when Capcom and SNK were at their absolute prime. And if I'm not, and if my old man brain is not is not wrong, I believe 
the first Guilty Gear was on the PS1 because that was around the time of Neo Geo being a big part of the conversation with SNK. That was a big part of the Saturn and the Dreamcast. I'm almost positive that it was PlayStation 1. I imported, I used to import everything. And I'll never forget my brother mm-hmm. Neo Mental and I, we, we bring this home. We went over to grandfather's over on Queens Boulevard, Boulevard where I had met King David and Cognito before we even knew who they were. That's how this is, the grandfather's spot was, was the import spot. And I bought it and I brought it home and I called a good friend of mine, Jay to Destroy, and I was like, yo, I'm playing the greatest fighting game I've ever played and I'm a Capcom stan. And mm-hmm. I have been a fan ever since and it has there, there were I think there were a couple of guilty gears on the OG Xbox. Uh yeah, there was um so the first one was it was ninety-eight. It came out on only on PlayStation, then it got a re-release on um PS4, Switch, and PC, not Xbox, uh, a couple years ago. Um I what played the, the second the second one was the first one I played, and that was on the Dreamcast, and I played yes. the hell out of that. It's um, so and good. then I think the only other there was one. Yeah, it was on the 360 and 07. That's the only the only one I'm seeing. Yeah. Guilty yeah, so. Gear 2 Overture. Yeah, yeah. That, it, it, there hasn't been many, but uh, look, like I promised, I want to circle this back around, but before we do, mm-hmm. got to thank Chris R with the uh, with a five-hour super chat and says, trying to convince my wife that I, that I need a Series S for the TV downstairs. Wish me luck. Good show. Mm-hmm. Dude, just keep looking. Go f- first of all, follow um, Wario sixty four. Mm-hmm. He's always putting it out there. Uh, K Asante is another one, good friend of the program, good friend of mine personally. He's always putting it out on the socials. He has seen it for as low as two hundred and nine dollars for a Series S. That's right, folks. If you go looking for it, you can find it. Uh, Amazon mm-hmm. has like a refurbished section of Amazon, and they were selling it. I think it was like two twenty nine. Listen, but, but spend the five bucks and get the warrant, the five year warranty, and, and, and get a refurbished Series S. You're going to be golden. You want you get the year from Microsoft, you get the five years from Amazon. You could probably slam it down, break it in, uh, with a brick, and they'll replace it for you. That try try there so you don't pay the full three hundred bucks. And even at three hundred bucks, it's bonkers how mm-hmm. great that system is. Like people so over and underestimate. Uh, what the Series S is capable capable of doing, and it's worth its weight in gold. But, Jesse, before we get everyone out of here, I do want to circle back around to what you were talking about moment, moments ago. Uh, and, uh, it, look, when we talk about the ABK deal, and, I, and I'm guilty of this as well. I'm guilty of this, folks. The first thing is Call of Duty. Call of Duty exclusive. Oh, my God. Call of Duty, PlayStation. And that's all they've talked about. Do you think that the deal, in your opinion, is much more than simply Call of Duty? Is oh, it, yeah. is the is the Blizzard acquisition as well as King even more important than 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 Jim Ryan is making it out to be? Because I I think that this is a three headed monster. Everyone knows it's a seventy billion dollar deal, folks. It's you know it, it's the biggest deal in tech history, which is why so many eyes are going to be on it, and there's going to be a lot of hands touching the documents, and that's probably why it's not going to be done till the middle of next year. I was thinking, you know, you know, end of the year thing, I, that's completely been wiped out of my brain. Yeah. Jesse, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, the, the vector for growth, which is their business speak, is focused right. on mobile and PC. 
like it's good to grow in console, but they know the ceiling of console. So while it matters and it's big and it's important, it's not nearly as big as what mobile and PC can be for them. And King and even Call of Duty on mobile, which doesn't affect PlayStation at all, are bigger growth factors for them than Call of Duty on console is. And then Blizzard being, you know, Wizards with PC and Overwatch and Diablo and StarCraft and their new survival game and all these things coming down the pipe, being able to grow Game Pass PC is where they can grow the most. Like they can, they, they've got to, they know what the ceiling is for growth on console. And they know that the ceiling is probably 10 to 15 times bigger when you add in mobile and PC. So that's the biggest part for them. That's why they're willing to concede on Call of Duty and give three more years and say, we're never going to take it off. It's not that big a thing. We want to grow Game Pass PC. We want to grow xCloud. So and people just keep missing that because we look at it console-centric, even though consoles haven't been the biggest part of gaming for years now. Yeah, it's funny. Justin Smith in the chat. Welcome, Justin. How you doing, brother? Thank you so much for stopping by. He says, why is no one talking about World of Warcraft? You know what? If you listen to the Xbox Two podcast, Jez Corden, all he talks about is, of mm-hmm. course, World of Warcraft. Because he says that's why he doesn't game on his PC. Because when he looks at when he goes to his PC to game, he just says the launcher is right there. I can just press the button and I'm, ba- I'm back in WoW. Mm-hmm. WoW is yes, that's not that's not for me. I've never been a WoW player. I, I've never I, played it was WoW. most of what I played for six years. It's where I met my wife, so I can't complain. Well, there you go, dude. That's an that's an awesome freaking story. That is freaking awesome. Um, I would love to see WoW come to. Uh, I think where is it? Uh, abnormal status is. I would love to. What I would love WoW on PC Game Pass. Yeah, I mean. If they if if this deal goes through, I can actually see that happening. I don't think it would come to console. I know a lot of people want it to come to console. I I but I can see it being part of the subscription service. Maybe a Xbox Game Pass, like getting a little bit off each month because it's fifteen bucks on its own, right? For yes, a it sub. Is. Yeah. So if like now it's ten bucks if you've got PC Game Pass, or we get you some. I think a lot of that type of stuff will end up being perks, especially anything that's like free to play or subscription based. You just get more and more perks for you getting game mounds or currency or something, stuff like that. Yeah, well, the perk system I think is 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 great as it is. I think that you're going to see that the the perk system it be exploded on the scene once this deal goes through. Because I I I have look, we'll we'll close out today's show, and, and I and I want to apologize. We had over 500 people here. Normally, I try to welcome in everyone individually. It's like it's like a it's like a mm-hmm. me thing. I, I like reaching out to the chat and saying hello to everybody. I, it, it's a lot harder when it's one-on-one. Yeah. So I try to get as much as I did. I just did a, a general welcome and I, and, and occasionally I'll shout some people out like Justin Smith and, and a few others. I, again, Thanos, you know, welcome to the program, brother. I'm sorry. I didn't say get, you know, get to say hello. I, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's part of the double barrel gaming charm is to welcome mm-hmm. everybody. It's, it's just my thing. Um, but yeah. Jesse, uh, look, this has been a great show, but I do have one final question for you, uh, and that's this. Based on the back and forth that we have seen in the last two and a half weeks, and, and we or we have heard from other people that are you know tuned into the business that this isn't going to be the last time that we hear from Jim Ryan or Phil Spencer regarding yeah. the deal. It, it, it is expected that this is going to get a lot nastier. Like I said, how... 
confident on you, you personally, do you feel Microsoft is going to close this deal, even if it takes to the summer of next year? Do, do you feel that being that Sony is the loudest one and the only one speaking in that matter, that they could have such a detriment to the deal that it doesn't happen? No. Uh, there's there's been no actual legaling legal reasoning for how this would be anti-competitive in a sense that is bad for customers. The only wrangling they've done is it would be bad for them, and they're so dominant that by you know by proxy it's then bad for customers, and that's just not gonna that's not gonna hold up to any logical argument. So I think it'll yeah. it'll definitely close. This has to close. In the CMA has to have their their decision no later than I think it was like March 1st or March 31st the next year. Yeah, I, I think it was 24 weeks and they could ask for an additional eight weeks. If I think I think that's I legally is what they could do. They have 24 weeks for the second uh, second view. And, and I don't I, think I, it was too dissimilar from what happened with Nuance, which was a much smaller deal overall. But then the UK was like the one place it got held up. I, I think most places will have okayed it by then. And by the end of this fiscal year, just like Xbox predicted, because they've got billions of dollars worth of lawyers and merger acquisition people, <laughs> it'll it'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say a big thank you again. Smashing records, well mm-hmm. over 500 people on today's Man. live stream. That's a big deal. That is a big a deal. News. This, yeah, a lot of news. Uh, and of course, as you may or may not have heard, uh, I have moved the double barrel gaming channel into overdrive and i am officially streaming five days a week Ooh. uh yeah five days a week uh, on mondays you're getting a special edition of the xbox factor podcast you're getting the tuesday edition both at 12 p.m eastern standard time one's about 70 minutes on monday depending on how many guests we have uh of course the, the two hour one on tuesday wednesday's evenings which we had last night is primetime gaming and if you missed uh last night's show man we had hargeet chani who that mm. guy is as sharp as attack but we also mm. had luke Steele, who is an acquisitions attorney and he oh. had a, i mean i learned a ton of stuff that i didn't know about and he specifically talked about his dealings with the cma so if you missed that show definitely go and check that out and of course thursdays well the x x vlog live the newest program to the family of produce show by the one man obviously mrs boom does help on the back end but i do produce these shows by myself and friday mornings breakfast with boom so that is going to be your five days a week streaming and that has been already going for four weeks and obviously uh, i know as michelle alexandria says slow your old boom yeah i know it's <laughs> i just i just love podcasting i love talking about games and honestly there's just been so much freaking news that it's hard to have just one show like i feel bad for guys like dealer and rand uh that have the one show because sometimes they miss out on the big news but they also do videos that i don't do i I don't have the patience for the production that goes into a video which by the way folks it's an hour per minute so if you're if your video is 10 minutes you've spent 10 hours at minimum on said video i just don't have the time i'd rather do five podcasts for that matter um but listen i want to thank everybody for the super chats again those really do help the big giveaways we are doing one on september 23rd which is breakfast with boom not this week the following week it is going to be boom's birthday bash it's my birthday Mm. on the 25th but you guys get the presents and that's right mrs boom and i 
have always tucked away the super chats and we're giving away five hundred dollars worth of digital okay. items. Uh, and all and, and what 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 are those items? Eight fifty dollar gift cards uh, to your choice of platform. You want it on PlayStation? You got it. You uh you want it on Xbox or Nintendo eShop? You got it. If you're outside of the United States, don't fret. We will honor everyone that wins. We will we use PayPal for our safety because obviously I can't go to a cash app that I don't know and then somehow they get into my bank account and then we're you know we're bankrupt. So if you're outside of the United States and you do win, we will pay the transfer fee and we will pay the denominational changes, meaning that you will get the amount it's worth. So if we have to pay more for it, we cover everything. We ask, the, we ask you guys and gals for absolutely nothing. It's something that we pride ourselves in doing. That's one giveaway. Joe, Mrs. Boom's birthday, a bash, is coming in the first week of November at an additional $500. And then on the holidays for Christmas, for Hanukkah, for Kwanzaa, we're giving away on one show one thousand dollars. One thousand dollars. Yes, yes. Oh, you want to say something? I was saying, gosh dang. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's 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 our way of just giving back to this uh, to this community that has done so much for me and Mrs. Boom. It's literally the least we could do. It's our way of paying forward. And uh, again, all you got to do to win, folks, is be in the chat. That's it. We let the picker do the picking, and if you win, you win. But if you're a channel member, you get an extra entry. You drop a super chat, you get an extra entry. You subscribe to the channel, you get an extra entry, up to four additional extra entries. And you know what? We've had a lot of people win consoles. We've given away a Series X, a Series S. We've given away tons and tons of stuff. So, again, we're doing it digitally because it's a lot cheaper. It is expensive to ship, especially if you win outside the United States. Mm. It is very expensive. So we do digital. But, again, if you're outside the United States, don't sweat it. We will honor all, all and anyone that wins, we will honor it one way or the other. Jesse, you got to sell your brand. We want to get you guys past 15K, which are moving Damn. Uh, which is which is amazing considering the time that you guys have put into Xbox era, a great place to hang out with friends, OBM, John, Special Nick, yourself, everyone in the background that does the work of, of, of the gaming lords. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone about Xbox era, where they can check that out each and every week, where they can see some of your produced videos as well as your reviews, and also where can people reach out to you and strike up conversation on social media. So we have everything pretty centralized on xboxera.com where you can find links to our YouTube channel, which is Xbox Era, our Twitter channel, which is uh, Xbox Era, our Twitch channel, which is the Xbox Era, working on getting rid of the V. Got to keep uh, figuring out with them. We are streaming um, every every other Thursday is You Had Me at Halo, which is actually... Uh, I got on. So Good that stuff. is our Halo-focused podcast. Every other Thursday we'll be live tonight with Sika Mechanico to talk about his uh, Forge celebrity and everything that he got with uh, showing off his his map in their Halo live stream, which was pretty crazy. Every Saturday, we have the Xbox Era podcast where Boom's been a member before. Um, it's great. We try and keep it... We try and keep it... Um, keep it less console worry, but chat can get... You know how chat can get. Um, it, it's a tough Sometimes time. you I, just gotta drop the gauntlets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I produce that. I produce the podcast um, for You Had Me at Halo, and I am the reviews editor. We have been doing 
holy cow, is it hard to keep up? As it much is, as people like to joke, no games because there's no first party games. Um, there has been a lot lately. We've already had like four or five this week with another three or four coming. Um, and that's youtube.com forward slash Xbox era. We do a video for pretty much every review we put out. And I am personally JJS Norris on Twitter. Nice. Well, listen, thank you so much for that. And of course, I was wonder- I just want to say a big thank you to everyone that's been wishing my mom well. She's still in the hospital. She's stable. We're just happy to have her here for another day. If anything happens, of course, I will update everyone. But I do want to say a big thank you for everyone that not only has reached out to me personally through DMs, but constantly pop into the chats and on Twitter and is wishing my mom well. And I, I greatly appreciate that. I was with her this morning for a couple hours before the show. So I'm, I'm doing a lot behind the scenes. But a big thank you to everyone that tuned in. Well over 500 people. If you're new and you're finding the channel for the first time, please consider subscribing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are marching towards 12K, and we're hoping to get that done by year's end. And we're, 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 we're you know, we're 800 something subs away. I don't know if we're yeah. going to hit it with the three months that we have left in the year, or four months I left in the year. But you never know. We, 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 we've been doing very well, and uh, we do that with, uh, you know, doing these these shows. And again, uh, I'm streaming five days a week. If you enjoy the content. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell icon so you always know when I go live. And more importantly, uh, subscribe to the channel. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be your X-Vlog Live. I am Mr. Boomstick XL. That's Jesse Norris from Xbox Era. I want to say one thing before we get everyone out of here. Something that my father taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of X Vlog Live.